Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. It's Thursday, February the 7th. I'm your host, Rob Fontenot. Uh, up front, I know I told you I wasn't going to make a podcast today, but it's already 10.15 p.m. And uh, if I go ahead and make it tonight, it'll be ready for you for your Friday commute in the morning. So, or whatever you do, if you go jogging, whatever you, whenever you listen to it, it'll be there ready for you. And uh, so anyway, so a couple of things I wanted to talk about before we get on with the show. Uh, every podcast I've made, I've recorded on my phone. So this one, I'm not sure if it sounds different to you or not, I'm recording on my computer. So we'll see how it works. We'll see if I'm even able to finish what I'm doing. I'm going to have to work with the tools. I'm pretty much an expert uh, putting the podcast together on my phone. And so we'll see how it goes. So anyway, speaking of the podcast, uh, some of you may notice that I started placing ads. And I never wanted to place ads, but uh, I received an email from a company that wanted to place ads on here. My wife was against it. I was against it. But I guess something about a company reaching out to you because I didn't seek them out. They reached out to me. And so I don't know if it was flattering or it made me feel good. So I agreed to do it. And, uh, but anyway, so they send me the script and it takes me like a minute and 30 something seconds to read it. So if you did hear the ad, I'm reading it as fast as I can. And I never liked it from the beginning, but I mean, like I said, my wife was against it. I did talk to a couple of people that listened to the podcast to get their uh, opinions. And one of them said, just go for it. Try it for a week and see what happens. So I just want to let you know, the one with the tuxedo, I I deleted it. It's too long. I'm done with it. And uh, the other one was for Anchor, which is the app that I use. And one thing about that, I was going to delete that, but... This is what I thought. When I when I wasn't placing ads on here, Anchor would always put one on there at the end. I, I didn't know. I didn't even realize they were doing it. I mean, I knew they were doing it, but I didn't consider it an ad. But when I started doing ads for them, 
that little message at the end of the podcast was no longer there. So I figure 30 seconds, I mean, they're going to put it on there anyway, so I might as well just leave it on there. So anyway, here we go. What we're going to talk about today is we lost a legend. A trade finally happened. Uh, There was a change in Major League Baseball. And then we're going to look at something that's very exciting to me. Uh, It's something that I'm excited to look forward to about spring training and the beginning of the season. It has to do with our 25-man roster and the possibilities that we may lose one of our guys. Also, they released a story today uh, with the Pecota projections for 2019. And keep in mind, these change, and they actually change today because of a trade that happened. So what they did, they project the wins and losses for each of the teams in Major League Baseball, and that is something else we're going to talk about. So, And I think that's cool. I, I think this is going to be a good show, so I uh, hope you enjoy it, and we'll be right back right after this. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to say was uh, baseball lost a great man today. Frank Robinson passed away at the age of 83. This was Thursday morning. Uh, The first African-American manager in Major League Baseball history back in 1975 with the Cleveland Indians. Uh, The only player to win MVP in both leagues, American and national. Uh, He was an outfielder or first baseman. 1982, he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, 10th all-time in home runs, Major League Baseball history. He won the Triple Crown in 1966. And in 1956, he was the Rookie of the Year. Okay, so switching gears, JT Real Muto finally has been traded. We don't have to talk about it anymore. Now we all have to worry about Harper and Machado signing. So Real Muto traded to Philadelphia. He's not coming to Houston. My dream is dead. I already knew it was dead before, but now for sure. Uh, the... Uh, Miami Marlins. Have you seen Miami Marlins uniforms, the new logos and everything? They're really cool if you haven't seen them. So Miami got George Alfaro, who's a catcher, a couple pitchers, Sixto Sanchez and Will Stewart, and also some international pool money. A small change that Major League Baseball made, the disabled list will now be known as the injured list. So now players do not go on the DL. They will go on the IL. That'll be weird and different to say. Uh, So the other thing I wanted to talk about was the Astros roster, but I'm not really going to get in total deep details about it. But one thing I've seen and read, and it really didn't hit me, but Tyler White and Tony Kemp, are out of options. Jake Marisnik will be out of options in 40 days. So what does this mean that they're out of options? So I asked questions to some experts on Twitter to make sure that I give you 
the correct information. So what it means, if you're out of options, you go to spring training, you don't make the 25-man roster, you have to clear waivers before you get to go back to AAA, which in our case is Round Rock. So for example, if Tony Kemp does not make the 25-man roster, he must clear waivers before he goes back to, I want to keep saying Fresno, but before he goes back to Round Rock. And I'm here to tell you, there is no way Tony Kemp would clear waivers. So when I'm talking about the 25-man roster coming out of spring training, I, I wrote down all the guys. I wrote down the starters. I have Chirinos at catcher. I don't have the DH yet. I've, I've done the pitchers, and that's not really a topic right now. But you have Max Stassi, backup catcher, unless something weird happens like Garrett Stubbs takes his job or they make a trade. I don't know what could happen. Max Stassi, backup catcher. And then I have Diaz as the utility guy. I still need to learn how to say that guy's first name. I'm just going to keep calling him Diaz till the season starts. So you have four spots besides the eight starters, and one of them's a DH, so I'm not counting that. So you have two spots left. Now, one thing that I've been saying all along is that Kyle Tucker needs to be on the 25-man roster, and he needs to get an opportunity. He needs to be out there. But now, based on this information, I no longer think that way. I've changed my mind, but let me tell you this. I'll make an amendment to the rule. If Kyle Tucker coming on the roster meant that we could possibly lose Jake Marisnik, I would be okay with it. I'd be willing to take a chance on losing Jake Marisnik to take a chance on Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker's good. He has to come around someday. He has to. He just has to. But you look at it the other way. Am I willing to give Kyle Tucker a chance and risk losing Tony Kemp? Now, I made a comment on Twitter the other day that because they have that hugs for Homer thing and Tony Kemp's on there, and I was thinking when the season starts, Tony Kemp's not even going to be on the roster. Not so fast. I've changed my mind. So I put Tony Kemp on the roster. So that leaves Jake Marisnik and Tyler White. Tyler White's penciled in to be our DH. But also what makes this decision easier is Jake Marisnik does not run out of options for 40 days. That's over a month. That's over a month of the season. So what I think is going to happen, and I don't know, but this is what I think, or this is what I would do. I mean, you're not going to pick Marisnik over Tyler White. So you put Tyler White on the roster and Jake Marisnik goes down because he's the only guy you're not going to lose. And then you have 40 days to figure out if you're going to keep Jake Marisnik or get rid of him. And you also have 40 days 
to figure out what you're going to do with Tony Kemp. So that is now my belief of what I think is going to happen. And so I think Marisnik, I can't believe I'm saying this. I cannot believe it as much as the Astros love Jake Marisnik. I can't believe that I'm going to say Jake Marisnik will start the year AAA. I can't believe I'm saying that. But anyway, uh, that's it for this segment. Let's move on to the next one. Okay, so now what I want to talk to you about is the PACOTA projections. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but it's an acronym for player empirical, never heard of that word, comparison and optimization test algorithm. So it's a pretty long uh, acronym, but it's PACOTA and it is a projection. And what they're doing is projecting each team's win and loss records for 2019. So we'll start in the American League with the East. They have the Yankees winning 96 games, Boston winning 90, and then Tampa Bay 86 and 76. Uh, The Blue Jays and the Orioles, they have them both with losing records. In the Central, they have Cleveland taking that with the 96 wins. They have Minnesota at 500 at 81 and 81 and then Kansas City, the White Sox and the Tigers all with losing records. In the American League West, they have your Houston Astros number 1 with 99 wins. That is the highest total in baseball out of this whole projection. Uh the Angels at second with a 500 record, 81 and 81. And then they have Oakland, Seattle, and Texas all finishing with losing records. So apparently Oakland isn't going to be as good as they were last year. So the playoffs, you have Houston, Cleveland, and the Yankees winning their division with Boston and Tampa Bay getting the wild card spots. So you got three teams from the East making the playoffs. Now you go to the National League and you have, and I just want to point this out. When I I wrote this down earlier this afternoon and then the Real Mudo uh, trade happened and it actually changed the numbers. So what they had was the Mets and the Nationals tied with 89 wins and then Atlanta and Philly tied with 84 and then Miami at 66. So they have four teams in the NL East with winning records. However, after the Real Mudo trade, they took one win away from the Mets, and I'm not sure how they figured this out, but they took one win away from the Mets, and they take one win away from Miami. So that, and then that gives two wins to Philly. So Real Mudo picks up two wins for the Phillies. So that gives Washington first place with 89 and the Mets then go to 88 and Philly at 86. And then you got Atlanta who wins the division last year, not even making the playoffs. And they got them at 
that drops them down to fourth place because Philly goes up above them. So a very competitive NL East is what we're looking at next year. So the Central is usually always competitive also, and it doesn't look like it's changing at all, and they're pretty tight. They've got Milwaukee winning the division, 89 wins, uh, St. Louis with 86, and the Cubs 82 and 80, and then Cincinnati and Pittsburgh both at 500. So they don't even have anyone projected in this division to even have a losing record. So that it's only an eight-game difference between first and second. And in the East, you have a difference of five. So they have these games predicted really, really close. So you go to the West, and I'm sure you can guess they have the Dodgers at 95 wins, which puts them number one in the National League. And that would put them number four overall. So you got the Dodgers, 95 wins. Colorado, 10 behind that at 85. And then Arizona at 500. And then you have San Diego and the Giants with 75 and 71. And But those are, those are two potential teams that could get Harper or Machado. So all of this could change. So it could be, I saved the website, so it could be cool to look at this again once all the free agents uh, have signed. So I know this is going to change. Real Mudo swapped a couple of people around. So if you go to the playoffs, you got L.A., Milwaukee, and Washington winning their divisions. New York Mets getting that first uh, wild card spot. And then St. Louis and Philadelphia would tie, so they would have to play each other in that one game playoff. So in Oakland, you have, I mean, in the American league, you have Oakland who was in the playoffs last year, they're out. And this year they put Tampa Bay in. So not a lot of changes in the American league, not a lot of people uh, improving their teams so much that they're knocking a lot of people out of playoffs, but the national league, you have the Dodgers and Milwaukee and, uh, I don't think Washington or the Mets or the Cardinals, who was it? The Rockies are out, the Cubs are out, and the Braves. So you got St. Louis and Philly, the Mets and Washington. You've got a possibility of three to four new teams in the National League. So the National League is the one making a lot of moves. So you look, so let's look at this first. So you go with the record from last year. And you compare it to what these guys are predicting them to do. So you got the Mets. They have the Mets predicted to win 22 more games than they won last season. And if you look who they picked up, Robinson Cano, Edwin Diaz, Jed Lowry, Wilson Ramos, uh, Familia. These guys picked up a lot of good players, and they might not even be done so all of those players add up to 22 more wins, and the Mets are, on paper, are going to turn everything around. The Cubs, I'm not totally sure what happened to them, but they have uh, 13 fewer games projected to win, and that might just be the difference in the other teams. You know, the other teams might have improved, which gives them more losses. I'm not sure. But Cincinnati, they got them winning 14 more games. 
They do have them finishing tied for last in their division, but it is that tough one. But they have them 14 more wins. They got Yasiel Puig, Matt Kemp, Sonny Gray, Alex Wood, Tanner Rourke. So they made a lot of improvements. Boston minus 18. One reason for that is Boston won 108 games last year. And I'll tell you this, it happened to the Astros. So many things have to go right for you to win the World Series. It, it, sometimes it doesn't matter if you're the best. When the Astros won it, nobody was hurt. We went all season with the same five pitchers. It was just stuff has to line up. I mean, Alex Bregman had to make that play at third base, throwing that guy out at home. Home runs had to be hit at certain times. Like Stuff just has to fall into place. So anyway, Boston, they're still going to be good. They got them predicted to win 90. I'm, they might outdo it. I don't know. That should that probably, if they re-sign uh, Kimbrell, maybe that'll go up a little bit more and that'll change. They got Baltimore winning 10 more games. I don't know what they've done to deserve 10 more games, but maybe it's just because they were so horrible last year. Who knows? And then Kansas City Royals, I really I didn't see anything about them, but they have plus 14. They got Oakland. Oakland A's losing 18 more games than they did last year or 18, winning 18 less games than they did last year. And I think what that has to do with mostly is that they overachieved. They, they had a bunch of journeyman pitchers that should not have been doing as good as they did last year. So I think that had a lot to do with it. And Seattle, minus 14. So Seattle was pretty good last year. They were hanging in. Uh, I believe they were even ahead of the Astros at one point. But uh, they lost some pieces. They gave some people away. They lost Paxton to the Yankees. Uh, I don't know. They, they lost Cano. So they kind of unloaded a little bit. So they, they have a prediction of 14 less games. So last year's predictions, so these are a few of them that the projections were pretty good. So they called them hits. So you got Houston last year projected to win 99 games, and they won 103. So that was pretty close. Uh Sorry, I'm looking something up. So Tampa Bay, they had them at 83, and they won 90. I mean, I guess seven off is close. St. Louis, 85, they won 88. New York Mets, they projected them 80, and they won 77. And this year, where did they have them? 89, from 77 to 89. And Philly, they projected them last season to win 81, and they actually won 80. So those were those were the ones that, they did a good job of projecting. So the ones that they were pretty far off that they called misses, you got Boston was only projected to win 89 games and they won 108. You got Oakland projected to win 76. And is that where they have them this year? 79. So they have them projected to win 76 last year and they won 97. So they almost won 100 games. Is that correct? How is that correct? I guess it is because I guess I think the Astros beat them by six. Um, Atlanta, they projected 76 and they won 90. Milwaukee, 84, 96. And Colorado, 78 and 91. So one thing 
that I noticed when I put this together. These are the largest misses, according to the stat that they put up, Boston, Oakland, Atlanta, Milwaukee, and Colorado. They all made the playoffs. So everyone they were wrong about all made the playoffs. So, so, it's, so if you go with what they did last year and compare this year, half of these teams that I've projected to make – I didn't project it, but the half the teams that are projected to uh, make the playoffs won't. So we'll see what happens. So the last thing I want to show you or tell you about before, before I go, they also have uh, the same stats that they break down for individual players, and I think there's about six or eight. So they have Altuve hitting 309, which he'll beat that. 18 homers, that should be close, and 77 RBIs. Alex Bregman hitting 270 with 23 homers, 78 RBIs. I don't know why he would be going down, but that's possible. Carlos Correa, 265, that's close, 21 homers. If he plays all year, it should be well over 21. 76 RBIs. Uh, George Springer, 259 batting average. That's pretty close. 25 homers. So they have him with the home run lead, 77 RBIs. Uh, Michael Brantley, they have him at 274, which would put him at the second highest batting average behind Altuve. And they have him at 12 home runs and 55 RBIs. Not sure if his numbers are lower than the rest of the guys because they're projecting him to get hurt, but the batting average is there, but the home runs are low. So hopefully he won't get hurt, but uh, I think the, uh, I think these guys will, almost all of them will beat these numbers that are projected, but you never know. They've got Burlander pitching 189 innings with a 3.53 ERA. I don't see that kind of drop off for Justin Verlander. Uh, Garrett Cole, 189 innings also. Uh, with a 3.30 ERA, uh, and Colin McHugh only 123 innings pitched. So they're, I don't know if they're expecting him to get beat up or injured, but a 3.59 ERA, which I don't know, that might be about right. And they have a whip of 1.19. So that's just some of the stats that uh, they've projected for some of our top Astros for next season. So anyway, that is this episode. Uh, hope you enjoy listening to it either late tonight, it's already 11.30, or you can, uh, you'll be enjoying it on your commute Friday morning to work. So that's all for now. We'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.